Hey everyone, it's a bonus episode, and uh, this is one I've been looking forward to for a while. Um, it's our first true crossover. Um, we've got our good friends from Sleezoids here, and, you know, Josh and Jamie are used to talking a lot about, uh, you know, sleazy, grimy exploitation films, and what's grimier and uh, more exploitative than a sequel to a Seth MacFarlane comedy? So It's a, it's a grimy and exploitative, uh, but of the civil rights movement. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just go around. This is Those Good Old Fashioned Values, the first and hopefully last Seth MacFarlane-related podcast on the internet. I'm your host as always, Spencer, a.k.a. The Lonely Photon on Twitter. We got the usual gang, Andy, a.k.a. X underscore Anarcho Anon on Twitter. Yeah, I don't really got anything this week. And uh, Ty, aka at Bobo underscore Circus on Twitter. Free her from Twitter jail. Yeah, it's just <laughs> oh, a couple you got more banned? days. You no, got banned? not banned. I got I got account limited for a week because uh, I said Why? the f word. Um. <laughs> and uh, joining us are our very special uh, friends from Sleesoids, Josh Lewis. How's it going? Happy to be talking about. Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> I've seen your I've seen your letterbox page. You are not happy to be talking about Seth MacFarlane <laughs> and uh, Jamie Miller, also from Sleezoids. How's it going? Yeah, definitely ready to to talk this masterpiece. So, uh, Ted two. Um, uh, so as we talked nah. a bit about on, <laughs> we talked a bit about on the <laughs> on the first episode. Uh, Ted was an unexpected smash hit. It was um, yeah. it was. Like, one of the, like, I think it was, like, a, a really up there in terms of highest grossing R-rated movies. My dog is going berserk. I feel like it was, like, over 300 million, but I, let me check. Yeah. Um, I actually think I, it was closer to 600 million. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Considering it's a, a Seth MacFarlane film, surprisingly good, like, critical reception. Yeah. I mean, nothing fantastic. Jesus Christ, 550 million on a 50 million budget. Fuck. Yeah, damn. Yeah. That, is a, that is that is a money. Really good. Um, but what I what I was gonna say is um, the thing that also is like critics generally seem like it, it wasn't a super popular movie or anything, but it got like a sixty something on Rotten Tomatoes, which yeah. is I think more than you would expect a Seth MacFarlane's theatrical debut yeah. to get. Yeah, I think it it helps that 2013 Seth MacFarlane wasn't quite the pariah the that he is line. now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, got an approval rating of 69 percent yeah i mean like I, we already had the south we were years away from the south park episode so i feel like family guy i feel my consciousness of family guys that as long as it has been on it has been a punchline <laughs> it's i uh i don't know it uh it feels like it's just gotten worse with time and yeah. I, it's definitely gotten worse with time. Yeah. It's unwatchable now. I mean honestly, we are like we that. are watching it get, we have watched it get they, they are get testing a that theory then, right now. Yeah. <laughs> and largely We have been doing this for what, four months now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every week a full season of a Seth MacFarlane show. I'm su- I'm surprised uh-huh. you guys didn't slow it down and try to do like, you know, a couple of Well we of we have of... just started to, like we took a our first like vacation week like last week. <laughs> to like, do uh we did uh it's always sunny we as our vacation. Because we yeah. fucking snapped. And it wasn't Family Guy that broke us, it was the Cleveland show. The Cleveland yeah. show is what like made us like it pushed <laughs> family, us over the edge. Family is fun at least. Yeah. And yeah. and also the thing is Family Guy like it's just easy to binge because, like, the, like, oh yeah, it's just like it's it is disposable media. I mean, it yeah, is a li- absolutely. It's a it's a little harder, you know, because you got it when you have to take notes about it because then you have to actually like 
thing. Engage. Yeah, you have to. That's got to be wild. I can't even imagine like trying to really analyze a modern season of Family I actually Guy. That's t- just t- yeah. prepare for this because I'm a pod- professional podcaster. I got to do my due diligence. I turned on Netflix <laughs> and I went to the first available episode of Family Guy, which wasn't until season nine for here in Canada for us. Yeah. So I watched the one where Brian. Um, turns out to really like Rush Limbaugh and I couldn't even finish the episode. <laughs> that's one of the yeah, we talk, okay, we talk about nine. that one pretty I think yeah. that's yeah, one of our featured. Is, yeah. Season nine isn't even one of the worst seasons, but you got one of the worst episodes of that season. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, I wanted to ask Josh and Jamie, um what's your what's your history with uh McFarlane related projects in general? Josh you go first. Or Jamie you go first. Yeah, mine is like uh, I I did watch the uh, Family Guy show quite a lot uh, back in the day. I, I would say I actually do like the first few seasons. I would say like it's still you know pretty random comedy and there's not much to it. Like like mainly I, just the the pre cancellation stuff or also some of the seasons after. What that. what season was the cancellation? Three three was yeah, the last pre cancel season. Three okay. I would say like I, I don't know I I like the seasons a little past three probably but so it's like, not every episode so like five, right it's like select so like five or yeah we liked a little after that but yeah no like uh, like yeah. to yeah. me us this was probably like seasons like six to kind of eleven but there was a bit of drop in like generally the middle of family yeah. was the best for us um, anyways continue Jamie yeah it's uh and basically it just I I've it becomes a noticeably lazier as it goes to the point where i just i'm like i feel like offended yeah i'm like i'm like are you serious you can't even spend a little more time on that joke for the entertainer or the like the the person being entertained at home it's just like it's it it is offensive to me at a certain point i'm like this doesn't even feel like you guys are trying and and uh and it's 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 worth knowing yeah you watched uh some of season nine that was, I believe, the season after uh, Cleveland Show debuted. So imagine a show that is oh, literally okay. twice as lazy as that. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a few episodes of the Cleveland Show, but I, I did not watch it after that because I just found it horrible. Because it is. <laughs> it's like bad. It. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just not funny. I mean, just it make me laugh, but yeah. you can't do it, it seems. It has it's moments, not even... but yeah. Well, it's worth noting, Largely. like, that wasn't, like, Seth was involved, but it wasn't mainly a Seth project. It was more of a Mike Henry thing. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, anyways, Josh. You just did voices? Uh, yeah, Seth did uh, The Bear on, um, what is it? And I think he helped get the Cleveland show off the ground. The yeah. one thing okay. I do unironically appreciate. He was at least an executive producer, yeah. It's basically just calling in a favor for his friend and giving him his own show, which I respect, even if the show is pretty bad. Yeah, Spencer, why did um, you do yeah, that for, for us? For sure. Um, uh, Josh, do you have any history with Family Guy or not, Seth in general? Not beyond, honestly, like catching reruns on TV when I was a little bit younger. That was honestly how mm. I watched most animated comedy. That was also how I ingested most of The Simpsons. So actually, until mm. recently, when I've been actually sitting down and watching full seasons of like the, the golden age of The Simpsons, which I'm doing right now... Um, yeah. I have never actually sat down and like watched an entire season of Family Guy. I basically was just like, oh, there's you know, there's a, a channel that's playing two Family Guy episodes back to back for the next hour, and you know, it's I'll, I'll they they pick one from season five and one from season nine and are like, there you go, there's the Family Guy content for the day. <laughs> so God. that is the extent of God. my Family Guy uh, experiences. Just Imagine... I, I have vague memories of clips and moments. And that's basically 
it. God, yeah. imagine watching a full season of Family Guy. Um, yeah. But <laughs> the, the, the thing I want to say is, in terms of, like, clips and moments, that's how this show is designed to be consumed, so don't feel bad about that. Yeah, it, it we, we talk about how, as time goes on, it, uh, it, it, it became... Each episode is basically just Family Guy funny moments, episode five or whatever. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Ted 2. Um, so <laughs> I, I think we're all in the same boat that this is a pretty bad movie. It is. Oh, yeah. You know what? I might be the minority. I preferred it to Ted 1. Whoa. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, we'll no, be interested in getting I... into that one. <laughs> it's... Yeah, I'm very curious. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Ted 1 wasn't great, but I felt like... Ted one. There's momentum and pacing to it. Well, like, yeah. There's actual I, connection, a story that keeps going I, forward. Whereas I, Ted two is like, just like you, you can't even tell what's going on between each scene. And it's like ten different movies. It's a road trip movie, yeah. then a, drama, then like a courtroom <laughs> drama, and then at the beginning it's like a handheld apartment fighting movie, like yeah, it's, possession it's like a John or Cassavetes movie yeah. for like thirty seconds for no reason. I was trying to figure out <laughs> yeah. what the joke was. I was like, is the joke that this is just domestic abuse? Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. here, here's here's the thing about about this, is that, like, Ted 1, for all of its its mistakes, I feel like was trying to be a better movie. And I remember Spencer and Ty, we speculated that, you know, maybe, like, yeah. if it tried less hard, it would be more good. But the thing is, this tries less hard, but the problem is... And it's a more lot good. Of, What's your argument? Well, a lot of this feels like, oh, hey... That's literally a Family Guy joke. Like uh, yeah. this, this yeah. feels like they a... recycle Family Guy jokes, and in it's this not movie. just that. Yeah. There are cutaways in this movie. All there, yep. like yeah. a third of this movie is cutaways. Like, and and they don't yeah, cut just away. Unrelated That's the thing. Humor. They're they're quote unquote cutaways. Um, and it's just, and I get like liking that, but it's like I came here to see a movie. Well, and, and the, <laughs> the the main issue for me is that the the first Ted. The actual concept of a former child star, what like flame out that is just a, yeah, the story that is just a is teddy better. bear turned vulgar man child. Like that's actually a decent premise for comedy, and there, there's moments in it where yes, it's just another coming of age like Apatow man child has to grow up story. But at least there is a story. I feel like like there is there that's a very bare bones kind of easy thing to dramatize that they can latch gags onto and then it's just scenes of you know house parties and skipping work and dating and and very easy scenarios to get ted to do funny things inside of the idea to take it to the next level and make it like a civil rights movie which i think is it is self-deprecating and trying to have a have a joke about it but there are entire scenes where they just flat out take it 100 percent seriously and the joke is just that yeah. isn't this kind of mean and that's it like there's a scene where they find out that ted can't have a baby because uh tammy never... lynn is just um yeah she's she, she's infertile because she has done yeah. so much drugs and that's just the joke that's the joke is that his yeah. his trailer trash girlfriend and that the doctor which the joke disgusted the by joke it. in the first movie about trailer trash is just funny names and it's mark Wahlberg <laughs> listing off all the names in a charismatic way in this one it's just she did drugs she's infertile haha <laughs> and i was like oh <laughs> and then the doctor's disgusted like he's literally like like don't even like i don't even want to look at this picture there, a there's a sense that these characters kind of are just assholes whereas in the first movie there is yeah. like they're assholes to each Completely other in like a fun way this is their assholes the, to everyone else <laughs> the mean-spirited is essential mcfarlane my, my main thing with, the, with this film was just like this sure is a 2015 comedy sequel, all right. Like yeah. it just 
<laughs> it just feels like it's missing ID. Like it's just, it is just. I, I understand why Ty's liking this, because this does kind of feel like if Seth MacFarlane took, like, one of the hour-long Family Guy episodes and put it in a theater, and I, and I get that. And added another also... hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the it's thing. so long. I didn't need that <laughs> well, other hour. This movie, yeah. I also... You know, this we're, movie we're all is so place, long, but too. This movie also has a completely unnecessary <laughs> third act, just like the first one. And I, it's like... Yeah. What, it feels like it has like eight different acts it's the movie doesn't find its pl- actual plot until like 45 minutes into and the film so many and then it doesn't things. even focus on it because it for, takes like half hour detours on something else that's completely unrelated it's just there's like i found myself totally unable to latch on to anything because they'd move on to something else that had no connection to the previous 15 minutes of what i was watching it was just yeah. it was like watching a new episode every 15 minutes of this just horrible <laughs> there sure are a lot of manatee jokes in this but I, I think we should give ty her chance to defend oh the absolutely movie. okay so flat up i'm not saying this is a great movie it's not my argument i didn't think ted one was particularly good either uh i mean what, what i was not going into this expecting like a masterpiece but this one, it was more yeah. comfortable in itself. It it the the it was already had a world that it had established and it was able to play in that world more than just like really. I mean, you talked about how it was a solid premise for the first one, but I mean, I feel like a lot of the first movie was the premise, and and that's that's I get why structurally it it's a better movie, but it's less fun to watch. And if you're not going at it from like an academic angle, this is a more fun movie to watch. Amanda Seyfried is a lot more charismatic than Myla Kunis was in that movie. I'm sorry. It's true. No, uh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I may agree with, I do kind of agree with, with yeah. that, but I don't think they gave Mila Kunis a lot of uh, time because they're so focused on Mark Wahlberg's and Ted's wow. uh, relationship. That, that's not where I'm going with that, but I'll let Ty finish. I'm sorry. Yeah. To oh, for sure. <laughs> Wild. The movie did something wrong. Oh, uh, they, there's actually, I, I mean, I do think it's messier in this one than it was in the first movie, but the Donnie thing actually feels like they, they, they were, they, they seeded it more and he's actually more of a threat that to Ted nah. than just like a weird guy who kidnapped him. It, I mean, they, it is really does fall is? off. It's just people saying things. The other one going, nah, I don't, don't agree. <laughs> yes. I'm, and again, I'm not saying that they did like as I, I think that they could have done with like actually resolving that plot um, instead of just having the business guy walk out and saying he's from Mattel, which is. It was a we'll cute joke, every, which you're right about. Yeah. Every, every time it went back to that subplot with him again, I kept being like, oh, right. He's in this movie again. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, John but, Carroll Lynch too. John Carroll Lynch. This movie has an insane cast. It's, yeah, it, a lot yeah. of. Oh yeah, he has it, a lot of friends. That's like, for sure. Yeah, every every McFarlane like super guest and like a couple big names. Yeah, after the success of the first. I, listen, I'm not saying this is a good movie. I'm saying this was demonstrably more fun to watch than Ted One. And yeah. if that's what we're going on, then I prefer watching this one because I don't think either one was that good. But let me say my biggest disagreement. I I, I forget her name, but the, the lawyer character, that was who you were talking about. Amanda Seyfried. This, right. You were talking about um the lawyer girlfriend, not uh Ted's girlfriend, right? Ty? Yeah. yeah. Timmy, Lee, Timmy Lynn's also, I like her too. I, 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 I'm not saying yeah. she was bad. She tries But this, everything sure. I felt about her dialogue, especially early on, it's just like, oh, this is like... Seth MacFarlane almost writing like like 
she feels like how Seth MacFarlane writes a woman in the sense of this is who I want would be a cool female character. Yeah, like, she's cool as shit. And <laughs> what's the yeah, problem? She looks weed. Yeah. yeah. The problem is like Is Seth MacFarlane a big weed guy? He doesn't seem no, like he's a weed no. guy to me. Um well, he made that song, every, like, a bag of weed. Yeah. Family guy. I, I thought oh, he was oh, an enthusiast, yeah, he's, at least. He's, he's kind of a stoner guy. Well, because I, um, I, like, I, I look at him, and I'm like, okay, no, that that's just, like, he reminds me of, like, straight-edge people that I knew. I could yeah, see I, I look him being a dad like a star, star, guy, but, I feel like. Yeah. But there is so but much weed I think he's a stoner, humor but... in this movie. <laughs> he talks about weed a lot on Family Guy, too. So. My, my problem with her is that, like, I felt like... Like, she herself might be a more entertaining character in a vacuum, but I felt like Mila Kunis had, like, a really good, like, dynamic with her, Mark Wahlberg and Ted in the first one, whereas this, she feels yeah. more like she does not mix in as well with the group. Well, um, it, it is a very different dynamic, and I do think that, you're yeah. right, the dynamic didn't work as well for me, but I don't think yeah, that's but... necessarily Amanda Seyfried's fault. I just think that I think no, she's good. it's the script's fault. Like, like there there um, are individual jokes and lines that she gets that, that I, are I, funny, I think... and she's frequently allowed to be funnier than Mila Kunis was allowed to be because she had to be yeah. the girlfriend who was bringing him into adulthood. So you know, it's kind of just a yeah. less uh, generous role right. to Which give is, to her. My 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 central point is that I see your arguments for why you prefer Ted One. I think they're completely valid. I'm coming into this as like a. a bog standard audience member which one i would have more fun with it's this one by a mile and if See, that's so, what i'm judging on i would rather watch this one but but i think let's before but let's hold off for now since we've uh we will we're stuck on this debate forever and i think let's get into the <laughs> plot and we might okay. be able to pick apart um what is it why we disagree a bit sure um so uh the movie starts and ted's getting married to tammy lynn and um, John, meanwhile, has been divorced from Mila Kunis for a couple months. Um, Can I just say this? This is a thing that I hate in, in an immediate way to tell. I, usually there are plenty of exceptions to this, but I hate this, like, we got to break the couple up and after the first movie. We got to. Well, I she, think it's just because Mila Kunis wasn't available. I know, and I get yeah. that, but that's like, the fact that she isn't, that you couldn't make her available is disappointing to me. It shows that you well, weren't fully committed to this movie. She, it does always suck doing, when like, you have, what, like, like, that line that's... That's like, oh, like six months ago we got divorced and then it's throwaway and then they move on. Especially when the first movie is completely about that. Yeah. Like it's about him finding her and all that Yeah, well, stuff, and to, so. it, it, it should I, be fair, think... it wasn't that Mila didn't want to do it. She got pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, and I, th I think the reason that they, I think the reason that they give for it is at least better than just writing her out. It's like, yeah, you know the the what happened in the first movie like he did you know grow but but that was like kind of an irreconcilable difference which i don't know if i agree with that but i think it's at least like they put elbow grease into it sure but it's i guess my thing is like i have seen so many lazy sequels where the couple is broken up and gone and that i just like automatically you know like anytime i see it it's just like an immediate check against the movie as far as i'm concerned and i and i that's not fair but that's just how i look at film and mm. sequels mm. Like Anyways. if you break up, if you establish a couple in the first movie and you break them off off screen, I'm sorry, I I I don't care. I understand there might be real world consequences. That's lazy filmmaking. I'm sorry. Like I don't really like it either. Mm. So, anyways, um, what is it? Uh, you know, a year after that, uh, because um, Tammy Lynn and Ted are fighting all the time, they want a baby. So. Oh, uh, what is it? <laughs> Which is, it's uh, very, it's very funny that the film treats that like 
I, it feels like they're fainting towards it being a joke, like, you know, oh, obvi- you know, obviously a kid wouldn't make their life easier, but then they go exactly. full out. It's like, no, this would fix the marriage, which is a bit misguided. <laughs> um, wait, wait, you're saying, like, Seth MacFarlane doesn't really think about, like, eh, well, no, that's not really a fair jab at him. Go on. Um, so, um, Yeah, Seth anyways... MacFarlane has very valid reasons not to become a father. Yeah. Um, what is it? So, they, they, he's they gay, kind so of, like, have to go around it, and, it by, by the way spencer before you consider it, it should be worth noting that by the way we don't get into this ted wants to have a baby subplot until 35 minutes into the movie so yeah, we have just skipped yeah. a half hour of the movie because nothing have, fucking of, of happens. yelling and screaming <laughs> yeah didn't we also completely skip over the uh fucking what's what's the subplot um mark Wahlberg's character uh, is obsessed with porn and won't date anyone because of that they like yeah. That oh, yeah, a... they have the whole transphobic bit in it, too. Oh, they do. I noticed that. But the, the, the thing also, because I, uh, I, I have stuff in my notes about that, is just, like, that goes nowhere. Also, speaking of things that go nowhere, fuck you, movie. Fuck you. You do, the, <laughs> you do the thing you did in the first one, which is you just begin, put Patrick Warburton in one fucking scene. He is the best actor you have He in shows up in multiple fucking scenes. Fucking use him. Well, yeah, okay, he shows yeah, up but he shows end. up. He should have been a major character. Well, yeah. that's well, what, and, and anything he, short he's of actually that kind is unacceptable. Of, he's kind of funny in in the first one, and in this one, his entire well, joke is just that he just like beats up nerds. Also, that's it. That's funny. Well, it's is it funny? funny? Is it I didn't laugh at once. One. I didn't think it was funny. He gets the shit of a nerd. What's I'm, what, I'm, what is? Well, hold on. What is I, the it's problem? It's got to be here? bigger than that. So, I, it's he I literally laugh. just goes to a convention and goes, "Look at these nerds!" Like punches beats, them in the face, and then that's funny. the. Yeah, I don't. I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't agree. My problem with Patrick Warburton is just that he was not in it enough. Not that like they get, like the material they gave, I felt was interchangeable. With the first one, it's just he should have had like ten times as much. This he should have been with the gang for the whole movie. No. Um, yes, I'm... the joke with Ryan Reynolds in the first one is way funnier, in my opinion. That's... Yeah, I agree. Um, but I also think, and he doesn't even say a thing, but, which is also. But very the thing funny. I wanted to say is also, was he gay in the first one? They just yeah, make him... they yeah. announced that. Yeah, here. that's the Ryan Reynolds joke. Oh yeah. right, okay, fair enough. Um, anyways, so they have the whole sort of wacky shenanigans where they try to get Sam Jones from the first movie, Flash Gordon, and he says no because my sperm count is one. Um, and then, and they, then they try to rape Tom, Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah, they try to rape Tom Brady. <laughs> which, is, which is saying it out loud, it's funnier than it actually is in the movie. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. I want to say something. It's, re- it's a real fucking shame, this movie. Uh, was made in 2015 and not like two years later because that because we are deprived of like you c- i could see this movie making a great joke about how Tom Brady fucking kisses his son on the mouth like just yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we didn't have enough of those jokes for sure um anyway oh, Tom sorry, Brady kissing his son joke <laughs> I try and give the movie credit, and you're like, not nah, I. Uh, no, I, your ways of making the movie better are dumb, I guess. I guess that's what um, I'm Anyways. No, I'm fucking with you. But... Also, uh, at this point, I noticed that they have, like, like, wait, what the fuck? They're a fam- Like, the Jay Leno joke and the Liam Neeson tricks bit. It's like, wait, these are family guy cutaways. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. These weren't in the first movie. I, I kind of enjoyed the, the Liam Neeson I like bit. Them. Liam Neeson's yeah. committed I did too, a little to it. Bit. It's a good I scene. Also... <laughs> I really enjoyed the scene where they're just yelling out the window when, when Ted's having an argument, and then the woman butts in, and she, when she leaves, they were like, yeah, wow, she's worse than us. She's our enemy now. 
I don't know. That That's a Family Guy joke, though. Yeah, it is. But Family Guy has some good jokes sometimes. This movie yeah. structurally feels like, like it, it has the budget of a theatrical sequel, but it feels like in its script, like it is a direct-to-video sequel to Ted. You know, yeah, what I, mean? I like, yeah, facing and set up. Well, it just feels very just shoddily put together. It feels like they had a bunch of ideas and then put them into a two-hour film and that works better and it for, feels so disjointed and that works better for family guy because family guy like that's yeah, the thing absolutely I like family. and it's 22 minutes like, with family guy it's hard to do this for well, two and, hours and, and, and i i could be wrong but when i remember family guy clips i remember there being like sharp editing to it i remember there being like yeah you know that they have the conversation i mean it depends depends because i've seen clips i mean i of saw course, that yeah. clip that you guys that's like anything you say about family guy it's like sometimes like, sometimes. like when i think of yeah. a good family guy joke i think of a solid punchline that's cut too fast and cut away from fast and when i watch this i just see like every single time it just keeps going on and on and sometimes and sometimes they'll hit a joke that makes me laugh and then they'll keep it going for three minutes and i'm like it's not funny anymore that, that's the thing uh, about this about this movie the cutaways are not cutaways they're just the beginning and ends of scenes mm-hmm. um mm. which is it's different and i and i kind of like that aspect like how they kind of more naturalistically bring in the cutaways they don't just do hmm. hey peter remember that time i went to you know <laughs> yeah. They don't just yeah, do that, yeah but it's also just like I don't know. It just—I think I, I'm gonna be honest, Ty. Like I let—I—I I, the cutaways. I—I I never. None of them were super upsetting, but I don't think I got an earnest laugh out of one of them. I got a few chuckles, but that's about it. Um, I got I more. I, I got more laughs out of this movie than I did in Ted Blood. That's all. I I'll got say. the exact same amount, which is about like none. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, continuing with the movie. Um, what is it? This is surprisingly heated for a podcast about Ted too. Um, <laughs> it's good that we it? have something to talk about. Yeah, it's what you so, get for bringing on guests. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's um, right. What is it? Uh, so they can't have kids because Tammy Lynn's infertile. And, um, and that's funny. Yeah. yeah it's fucking funny. <laughs> they, got the, they got the Allstate guy. Dude, yeah. I, I correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they ever. Br- well, they might have. You know, it might be not fast enough because of the way they they switch to like the Ted's not a human plotline. But I, it is weird that they do not bring up adoption once. Like that just seems like a thing you'd do. But okay. What is it? And then they try to adopt, and um. Oh, that's what right. Is okay, it? I guess I'm a dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I was like. I was like, Andy, have you seen the fucking movie? Well, okay, uh, t- Spencer, I can actually explain that. I saw half of this movie last night, and I was dead tired, and then I finished it this morning. So. Yeah. Okay, but no, they try to adopt, and the adoption doesn't work out because it turns out that Ted is not legally a person. So, and what happens... So we finally got to what the movie's about. Yeah, so they finally got there, and, and then like eventually... five minutes, but we got there. And also, by the way, Ted... we, we also skipped out the brief uh, scene where... Um, they get Mark Wahlberg to uh, give him sperm for a child because they couldn't get it from Sam Jones and they couldn't get it from Tom Brady, so they do Mark Wahlberg. You figure they'd ask that Mark was before a family guy Tom, joke. But... That was a family guy. That the sperm bank scene was a Family Guy joke from season five. I think I don't think we talked about that episode specifically on the podcast, yes, but I remember that joke 
Fuck yeah. That. Yeah. So they so they they do it, and and props to Mark Wahlberg for you know doing a gross out gag like that because you know he yeah you know, I guess that's right because he, he regrets does... boogie nights but not yeah, getting he covered, was covered in cum. Yeah, it it, yeah. It, it it does look pretty gross. But one thing we haven't mentioned and should mention because it, it happens in the lead up to this, and it, and it really baffled us in the first forty minutes because Jamie and I watched it together and we were completely baffled yeah. by um all of the weird like black guy jokes. Where yeah. specifically black genitals, yes. and, and because yeah. they, they, they they've done it twice before them. this scene where they do the thing about how anytime you search something into Google, it it always comes back to black cocks because on the internet, it for some reason the internet just wants you to watch uh, black penises online, and we were like, yeah. I don't really understand exactly what what the joke is supposed to be here, and then in this well, sperm the joke bank is that there's a lot scene, of porn. There, yeah. there, there is an yeah. aside yeah, that's, joke. Yeah. Where they say that, oh, he actually knocked over all the useless sperm because it had sickle cell anemia. And then they said, oh, it's okay, it's black guy sperm. And I was sitting there going, so <laughs> the joke is just that African Americans are more disproportionately affected by sickle cell anemia. That's just what the joke basically. is. Basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, and, and, and I was like, this feels weirdly, weirdly, uh, like, just ominous and, and strange. And I couldn't, either way, it was a weird throwaway gag that I just could not figure out, like, what he was even thinking yeah. on a yeah. rating level. I mean, why I started this podcast is because I kept watching Family Guy clips on YouTube, and my reaction, rather than laughing or getting annoyed, was, what? And, <laughs> yeah, um, just confusion. I had to figure this shit out. Yeah. And and then also to put these jokes in a civil rights movie <laughs> is even weirder. Yeah. But yeah. but anyway, yeah. after that scene is when it becomes a civil rights movie, which is what Spencer was getting to. <laughs> I think I know what it is. It's we need uh, we just need we just need to get sperm on and any excuse to explain why uh, Mark Wahlberg is not in any sort of trouble for the rest of the movie. Like, I think that's yeah. just what it is. It's just like, cause like, you know. No, I, I agree with Andy on that. It's, they wanted to have a joke where he got covered in sperm, but also they couldn't make it like an actual thing. <laughs> yeah. But my, my, I guess thing yeah. is, is why wouldn't you, why would you need to come up with a specific racialized way to do that? <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel yeah, like you could just say, that. yeah, that, that, that stuff turned out not good. Like if the nurse because said that, I... that would be fine. <laughs> Because as after he says the Kim Kardashian line, and he could have just said the Kim Kardashian line and then left yeah. it there, but he had to say the black guy thing, and because, I just found it very strange. Because as uh, because as South Park explained, uh, Family Guy writers are manatees. Uh, <laughs> right, right. The random yeah, so ball. They, they, exactly. they are yeah. hyper specific and random as the joke itself. Yeah. So like, well, we landed on black genitals, so we have to make the joke. <laughs> so what happens is is that the um. The it becomes the civil rights movie, and uh, what is it? His black coworker tells him what slavery is, and they're like, "This yeah. is the yeah. same and, as that." And they, this is something that the movie I got about the movie. Sorry if this is distracting. It's a lot more, I think, enamored of running jokes than Ted one was. because yes. there's like there's yeah. at least like four or five separate running jokes, like the white N words joke and the black cocks joke and the beating up nerds joke. And you know, it's yeah. But that's kind of a problem with my movie. And the, oh, and the, the fresh cakes joke. There's mm, there's a lot. a lot of like a lot of scenes in this movie where I feel like are either going to be like part of the plot or like become a reoccurring punchline that that feel like they're setting up that way and are just dropped, which is the thing of like not just like from a story perspective but also from a comedy perspective. Yeah. yeah. No. I I um. 
So the way it becomes a civil rights movie is that Ted's rights get stripped away because, you know, he is ruled as a, like, you know, the government starts to think that he's property, not a person. So, like, he loses his credit card, he loses his marriage. So then they decide to take it to court as a civil rights case. And this is the way they meet their new lawyer, which is um, a uh, upstart, like an up-and-coming lawyer named Samantha, played by Amanda Seyfried. Named Sam L. And Jackson, because we need more race humor. Yeah. <laughs> Not even race humor, just like, it, I, I will say, this has Cultural the thing that a, yeah, a lot humor. of movies made around this time here in have, where it's like, half of the jokes are just referencing 80s stuff. Yeah. 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 Sam, Sam L. Jackson famous for his 80s work? No. Although this 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 intro whatever fuck you. this intro this introduces uh, one of the uh, one one of the things that I think endeared me more to to Amanda Seyfried's character than Mila Kunis is because it's like come on uh, an intelligent beautiful woman who hasn't watched any movies like hello it's like a mirror yeah <laughs> oh, okay but um yeah. the the. The thing is, just like it, just felt like pandering. Like I think that's just, it's just like this feels like lazy writing. And I get that it's fun, and I get that she's like fun, but it's just like I don't know. I don't think they ever really do anything. I I liked watching Amanda Seyfried hit the bong in her. Yeah, she gives a good performance. It's just I did. Yeah, (laughs) she's incredibly likable. Like I will say, she's the best part of the movie. I think for sure. And I like at one point when at like near the end where mark Wahlberg like fakes his death or whatever she's actually shedding tears and uh and i was like oh my god you're shedding tears for ted too good job <laughs> she's a good actress she's likable i she's a great part of the movie i don't know what the again I, again my, my, my problem with her isn't her it's the script it's just, just i don't like i don't like any of the material she's really given um hmm. if that's fair oh yeah i don't like the script either for sure i just think amanda's uh, at least yeah, I, uh, I making it count. like I watchable. I'm, I guess I'm probably being a little too harsh for now. Well, I mean, it, it it is it is a little cool, girly, but at the same time, like it's more entertaining yeah. than what like Mark Wahlberg is given next to nothing to do in this movie. That is true. Yeah. He is. Oh, I know. He's just nothing, nothing in this. Movie. Whereas in the first movie, yeah. he's pretty funny. <laughs> in yeah, this, yeah, I didn't I didn't laugh at almost anything. And he's a he character. He was the main. That's that's also part of the thing I didn't like about this movie. In the first movie, Mark Wahlberg was the main character, and Ted was the comic relief. It right. is completely swapped in this movie, and I don't like that. Yeah, I will agree that it worked better when Ted was not the focus. Um... Especially because you can see them drifting towards trying to make uh, Mark Wahlberg's character the focus, but they never spend enough time on it. I think it, I think yeah. they're kind like of they, split they... on it. Yeah. I so I'm gonna continue with the story and say um, we're just gonna go keep derailing it. Spencer every time he tries yeah. to get through the plot. <laughs> that's honestly yeah. all of the podcast. That's the yeah. that's the, those good old fashioned values. Yeah. Those are the values we talk about harassing Spencer. Yeah, he's interrupting Spencer. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> what is it? We we. It turns into a court case, and uh, the the opposition gets a lawyer. Uh, the Your Honor, I mean, I may be a humble country lawyer, but <laughs> I don't believe a teddy bear is a person. Well, like, by the yeah. way, it did, am I the only one who did not like, even just from a legal perspective, just not find his argument convincing at all? Yeah, like, all like, of his argument uh, was just like, oh, he's made of stuffing. He has a voice. It's like, but that's not the well, issue at hand. Or like, if it is, it's like a weak thing to hang your argument on. You yeah. Know? And speaking of that, like when when Amanda uh, Siegfried does her initial argument and she's like, you know, he feels, he has consciousness, yeah. he has a heart, he loves. And then an hour after that, we go through all this plotting <laughs> or whatever because they deny him his humanity. Yeah. And then 
when uh, Morgan Freeman comes back shit. and does yeah. his, yeah, he does it's the, the exact same, same argument, argument. And they're yeah. like, it's different now. I was that like, Morgan are you Freeman fucking kidding me? We took an hour because the movie well, could have ended at forty minutes in. I think yeah. I'm, I'm realizing what the problem, part of the problem with this movie is that like. The difference between this movie and the second movie isn't necessarily that the jokes are significantly worse. They might be a little better in this one. But it's that, like, the plot is more obnoxious. Because at least the first one tried to have a real plot. This one doesn't, yeah. but it still has it. And that's the... Why can't this movie just be to 90 minutes of Hangout? Like, that's all people It should want. just be random that's the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. If you're just going to have cutaways, just have the whole movie be that. Don't even do yeah, this agree. lazy Hollywood three act structure nonsense that feels just as bad as it was in the first one. But that's we'll save that for. And it get slows it down, in my opinion, too. Like it just there's no pacing to this film it at does. all. That's, that's it is like, an hour in. Long. I couldn't believe it wasn't three why hours that I just mo- spent. Even more than the first one. Why are you trying to make this movie be a real movie? Seth yeah, it's it is insane how like every movie and even Ted two has to be two hours now. It's kind of fucking yeah. <laughs> Like, if this movie was 80 minutes, I would, like, yeah. probably go to bed if they, for it. If, if they made Animal <laughs> yeah, House honestly. today, it would be three and a half hours long. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds yeah. me of one of my favorite Rocky tweets, where he um, he says that three, when it comes to runtimes, uh, three hours is not to worry about. It's two hours and 20 minutes. That's the yeah. nightmare runtime. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, this we watched the extended version of Ted 2 just to see Same. if there was any extra gags and stuff I in there. I don't think I did. And I think I... And I don't know if you guys had this experience, but we could not figure out what the deleted scenes would have been. The whole movie, it it, it joins the Battle of the Five Armies as, like, one movie that is just one long deleted scene. I could not tell you what I would strip down to make this, you know, a firm 80 or something. Anyways, they, they, it basically, meanwhile, Donnie, the villain from the last movie, gets an idea and is like, if he loses his rights, we can kidnap him and make him a toy for Hasbro. And... John Carroll Lynch plays the Hasbro guy and is like, yeah. well, uh, I, I agree. And again, <laughs> insane I'm a bad cast. guy. <laughs> I'm also a bad guy. Well, here, like, can I say this? I uh, I was open to, like, I was actually like, okay, I don't like that you're bringing back the first villain because I didn't like him in the last one. But the idea of Hasbro being this, this evil company, like, that could, but they don't make any Hasbro jokes in the whole fucking movie. Like, they don't, they, yeah. they don't yeah. make any, like, 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 this is, like, set, I, like, if you're going to set up something, like, at least do, like, even if you're not just gonna, like, have it be plot appointment, which is fine, at least riff on it. That's what I want. Mm. Can't, can't even do that. Can't even yeah. do that. Oh, no, it, it, it's all set up so that the finale takes place at New York Comic Con. That's it. And so that they go yeah. to New York, yeah. and they, and, and they, and so they start they walking the there. One. Which, I just want to say <laughs> that, that uh, Ted is is a Boston guy movie. It is essential. It is essential Boston guy canon, um, along with The Departed, Boondock Saints. You know, it's, a, it's essential um, shithead Dunkin' Donuts guy canon. And if I was a Boston guy watching Ted Two, I would feel fucking betrayed that they ended this at New York. <laughs> I would be mad. Hey, what's the fucking wrong so with angry. Boston? Yeah, <laughs> you go to some faggy state. Hey, you you just... did the fucking first movie in Boston. Why can't you do the fucking second one here? What, we're not good enough for you anymore? Now that you made five hundred million bucks. Fuck. <laughs> the answer is yeah. no. I, uh, I, I also love that he goes to the Californian now. He goes to the New York lawyer and makes a Havid joke. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Havid law. Um, Havid. No. Havid. Havid. <laughs> 
Microprocessor. Okay, I'm gonna need you to stop doing the voices now because if we don't stop doing the voices now, we will never. Well, they, they have to right. go to so New York anyway, and they and they road the trip is... to New York, right? So there's a part of the movie oh that's a road trip movie yeah. that for some reason yeah. the three hour drive of Boston to New York takes them two days and they get fucked up on the <laughs> campsite. Yeah, that's crazy. And also, there's a car crash where I thought, oh, this is where the um. This is where the second act breakup is going. No, it's just a lazy. We need to yeah. pad the movie out. Thanks. Yeah, honestly, they did not. They, they are, there is a lot of padding in this movie, even though I think a lot of it's funny. They, they, um, they steal Seth an entire up scene from with Jurassic the Park. Jurassic they, Park. They, yeah. And they, yeah. they use the music and everything. That's a flex and I was sitting scene. there watching it, and I was like, you know what? This isn't the worst joke I've ever seen. Like, they, they got the iconic music, and they're playing it over, you know, like this epic scale shot of a like giant weed. weed farm. I was like, that's a perfectly serviceable <laughs> joke. And then. He for no reason says the Laura Dern line. They move yeah. in herds, and yeah. I was sitting there going, and "It's completely okay, I, unrelated." Yeah, I was like, "Okay, yeah, it's the line from Jurassic Park." Thank you. I didn't get the joke. That's that's that. an essential just type that, like, of vapid referential <laughs> humor. Wow, it's almost like this is written by the creator of Family Guy. Weird. <laughs> yeah, the Family Guy. They just have a lot of jokes where they just steal a scene, and it's just like it's remember this. I think yeah. the more also, and, and I don't know if you two feel the same way, Spencer and Ty. The more I watch Seth MacFarlane related to media that he's in, the more I realize, oh, the, the, the good stuff that Seth MacFarlane has worked on is good because he didn't write it because talented writers wrote <laughs> yeah. it for him. I'm not going to fight you on that one. Yeah. <laughs> like, I do like his Family Guy, uh, or his, his uh, Star actor. Wars Family Guy yeah. things. Also, there's yeah. a lot of points in this where Ted just doesn't stop doing the bot, like, just does Peter. Like, he's yeah. just doing yeah. Peter's voice. Yeah, um, they do make a joke about that in the first one, which I, I kind always, of appreciate. I'm a freaking teddy bear, always. The the thing yeah. is, Seth MacFarlane <laughs> in, in 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 most of, in in the first one and in most of this one is like Ted is at least slightly different voice. He's you know he still sounds like Brian and, and he still sounds like a Seth MacFarlane voice, but he's at least a little different. He's not just the same voice as him. In this in this, there's a lot of scenes where he just sounds like Peter. Like it's he also plays Kit at one point, and he doesn't even make an effort to change his voice, which I found very strange. He sounds it sounds like Ted talking as Kit, like the car in the David Hasselhoff scene. Yeah, very strange. I just didn't understand. I'm like, you're not even gonna try to change your I voice a little bit, man. David it seems Hasselhoff weird. Scene. There's a lot of cameo humor in this. It's so random. <laughs> there are I mean. so many leathery '80s guys in this movie. Yeah. This is unrelated. <laughs> Do you know what the funniest thing about Seth MacFarlane is? What? He is very insecure oh. about being about about like the fact that people don't think he's as good as his competition. He's like, "How fucking yeah. dare you compare me to Bob Burgers? I will fucking beat the shit out of you." The Simpsons made a joke <laughs> where we're a plagiarist. Let's rape. Let's have Quagmire rape Marge Gibson. Let's like that's that's like he, yeah. he cannot hand not not necessarily yeah. criticism. He cannot handle being compared to people he does not think are as good as him. Uh, there are a lot of jokes where he, and not necessarily in Ted, I guess, but like where in Family Guy, where he breaks the fourth wall just to say something like, "Why don't? Why didn't I get a, an award yet?" Yeah. or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he, he does that a lot, actually. He does. Yeah. yeah. He, he, and he does it as Brian, which is his voice, like yeah. Seth's voice. Well, Brian mm. is basically him as the dog. Listen, listen so to the whole podcast. When he to does see it, you know that it's that. Seth talking to you <laughs> yeah, directly. We, we have basically. a very clear evolution on that, but that's that's beside the point. Yeah. yeah. Can I can I um, can I bring, can I just mention my favorite joke in this movie that sure, that actually ahead. made all of us laugh? 
So there's we talked about you know a huge part of this is is the courtroom drama and everything and then similar to the first film when he becomes a superstar there's a lot of you know him on the news you can tell that Seth MacFarlane watches a lot of late night TV and likes watching the hosts and he probably in in some universe dreams of like being like a Jimmy Kimmel type who just oh, like schmoozes absolutely. with celebrities yeah. oh, yeah. no that's absolutely. his dream job yeah he wants to do he yeah, wants to I do the Colbert get that thing. vibe yeah. he can't be Gene Kelly so he wants to be Jimmy Kimmel basically exactly well there, there's a part in this where the the courtroom civil rights case becomes worldwide news and there are a whole bunch of clips of jimmy fallon and kimmel and bill maher and everyone you know doing their you know uh, opening monologues their about monologue. the case and everything like that but the funniest one is they do a reenactment of it on snl with kate mckinnon yeah. playing amanda secret's <laughs> right. character just saying yes. i'm sorry your honor i'm sorry, on I'm my a, period I'm on and i was period. like you know what that is exactly how unfunny snl would be about that if that yeah happened in real it's yeah, very yeah, accurate sure. 100% the fucked up thing about Seth is that yeah the fucked up thing about Seth is that even if he's not funny himself he's very good at pointing out how other people yes. are unfunny that's true man could you imagine how great Seth MacFarlane would be if he was like a just became an art or media critic like if you if yeah. he just gave up trying to create stuff it just was like uh, the get the the gossipy nitpicky bitch we yeah. all know he can be. Seth, come on our <laughs> yeah. show yeah. and do a hundred percent. Yeah, Seth, we'll we'll you, we'll let you get revenge for South Park on the show if you come on. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Yeah, we'll do an episode of <laughs> South Park Sex. Yeah, no. Anyways, we um, the, my favorite joke from the movie um, and again it's them making fun of something that's not funny is when they go to the improv show and it's just like yeah, let's just laugh. <laughs> really that's my sad other favorite one too. Yeah, yeah. No, that, and then like, they were just like they're just like. Improv comedy, you know, it's like 9-11. basically. <laughs> Robin like, Williams. Names Rob, of... <laughs> Robin Williams in 9-11. Yeah. We're yeah, the Mr. Charlie and Ferguson, we're, 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 Missouri. Yeah, that was a joke that went on and on, but yeah. they stopped yeah, that no, one that, too early. I, I, I will say that scene did kind of bother me just because it's like, oh, oh, you're you're just doing the Peter voice after that. But it, it was probably the, the best joke of the movie. You know yeah. What, yeah. You know what I think yeah. my favorite joke I mean, it, 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 it's better than putting a cookie crisp in the bum bum of the blind man. That was... I think can I just say my two favorite jokes just while we're on the yeah topic? go for it go sure. for it the, absolutely the first is the extended bit of them singing along to the Law and Order theme that <laughs> that was cute I guess while we get high yeah and the second is the running joke uh, so there's the running joke where they're saying that Amanda Seyfried looks like Gollum from Lord of the Rings <laughs> and there's like the big confrontation between Ted and uh, Mark Wahlberg that we'll get to but he runs away and he's like yeah you want to go and just bone Gollum and she's like who's Gollum and he, as, he, as Mark Wahlberg's like turning away to go after him he's a model and he just keeps walking <laughs> I don't know yeah. it got me Oh. I did like the uh, when when she turns to the right and uh, a person dressed as Gollum looks straight at her. I thought that oh, was yeah. actually well, cool. I, yeah. And actually, yeah, the funniest one they got me on that one was just when Ted literally said, "You, she." They were like, "What are the fuck me eyes?" And she's just like, "No, you have the give me the ring, my precious eyes." And I was like, "You know what? She actually does. It's that's she what has, her yeah. eyes look yeah. like. Bitch has watery eyes." Yeah. Can can yeah. can I say a gorgeous Smeagol? Since, since we've given up any idea of having sort of episode structure, I want to mention something that I remember to talk about. I forgot yeah. to earlier, which is this movie opens with a sw- like a like a musical number and swing, and it's like, oh wow, with no jokes. This is a Seth MacFarlane movie, all right. We're yeah. doing fucking '60s musicals and and, and jazz music. Well, Let's besides go. Million Ways to Die in the West, I think this is the closest he gets to making a musical, which we've said but we want to see don't... from him. Yes. What I don't understand about that Showtime opening though is that there's no jokes in it. It's just a three minute performance because... of Ted doing the thing, and I just find it odd because, like, for instance, uh, in like the Jackass movie. 
you know, they actually do a musical number and they make jokes out of it, where I figured this is a comedy. No, Ted would do that as no, well, but, you, but they don't. don't it's understand. just played straight. You don't understand. The core, Seth MacFarlane, more than anything else, more than a comedian, more than a media critic, more than anything, he, wants to he is a theater kid. He just <laughs> yeah, wants right. to do musicals. Yeah. Like, that's all it is to him. That's Why would yeah. he dis- disgrace the art? Well, I mean, I guess he has done a bunch of comedy musicals on Family Guy, but it's just like, this is a live action. He's probably just having the time of his life directing it. I, yeah you know what i mean like why would he ruin it absolutely well i mean the, the the south park guys did an entire comedy musical yeah and it was fucking funny yeah <laughs> yeah it's great well also they not to go too into south park they had a previous uh experience in writing they wrote cannibal the musical if any of you have ever seen that we actually did it on our yeah. show we yeah. loved it <laughs> yeah it's very funny i i just wanted to say um i wanted to go back to the courtroom stuff real quick since i can't believe i didn't mention this <laughs> There is some really, really uncomfortable subtext to the, uh, I mean, it's not even subtext, it's just text for the courtroom stuff. <laughs> like, they name drop the Dred Scott decision, I'm like, oh, this God, is a movie yeah. about a fucking animated teddy bear that smokes <laughs> weed. Which, <laughs> to, to tie it back to our first, I think, like, our first or second episode, it kind of reminded me of the season, or of the episode where Brian goes to court to get his rights because he's a dog, and he does, like, yeah. massive waste the whole Oh, right, time. I forgot yeah. that was an episode. The whole plot of this movie is it just another Family Guy episode that they've done. Yeah, literally. yeah, apparently. Oh my God. Well, I thought you were gonna it's just a bunch I, I thought, put together. I thought you were gonna be the the episode where Peter Griffin finds out he has a black ancestor. I thought you were gonna reference no, that no, episode no. first. Yeah, I I I want to say also, um, you know, when so they're at this point in the movie they're like stuck and they ended up getting chased by hillbillies, which it's literally something that happens and without a paddle. Um, right, like through yeah. a weed field even. They're chased through a weed field by hillbillies. Um, and I, I laughed at that not because it was funny, but because it reminded me of us talking about that on the previous episode. Um, anyways, uh, so eventually what happens is that they get to Comic-Con, and um, it's sort of like this big meetup where they're sort of trying to rescue Ted from Donnie. Yeah, because um, Ted goes there because he's mad because they they Mark Wahlberg and Amanda Seyfried kind of have extended it gone as far as they can with the court case because they tried to get yeah. Morgan Freeman, who is in the text of the film this like legendary civil rights lawyer, uh, to basically take on his case, and he says no, and then they're like, well, fuck this uppity civil rights lawyer for not taking on my case. He's clearly not the moral person we thought he was, and then Ted goes to Comic Con because he's all sad about it. Yeah. So, can, can I also say about, like, the Comic-Con stuff? I get they were trying more. I get, that, like, it, it's definitely a more appropriate... Because I felt like that the first, like, the third act of, of Ted 1 was completely and utterly unnecessary. Like, it yeah, didn't work. Yeah, like, the, the, like, the, the Fenway like, Park like, chase and everything. Like, why are action sequence? Yeah, like, just, like... like no. Yeah, absolutely. No. It came out of nowhere. This is, it was, but they only yeah. teased it like once. It was stupid. The, the, the only thing like... I'll say about that is that uh, Giovanni Ribisi was actually like pretty effectively kind of creepy in the first yeah, one in a, a way that I didn't find yeah. him in this I one. I love his like, yeah, dance I, I loved too, which... the joke actually in the first one where Ted is just like, I feel like we're going to go to this kid's room and there's going to be a rocking horse with a wig on it. And they're going to do the little creepy Victorian song that Mark Wahlberg sings and stuff like that. And like the, the weird creepy 
elements that they threw into that, followed by just a shot of him, like, dancing in the living room, you know, swinging his hips around. Yeah. Like, like that was actually kind of weirdly creepy or horror-y in a way, and especially in the way that they kind of filmed it. And sure, th- th- I, this I also, just takes place talking, at Comic-Con, and I was like, I was what? talking more about the... <laughs> Well, I was talking more about the car chase and the baseball park yeah. stuff, but but um, what I what I mean oh, yeah. in, in this movie is like it's just like I, it, it's definitely more appropriate and like, but it's also just like it, it like the fact that it's kind of more clever than the ending of the first movie makes it a little more obnoxious to me because it's like, oh hey, we just like end like like the, it just shows that like oh this movie just ran out of steam and it's just like ending to end because like we've run out of jokes but we didn't have and we don't really care about any of these plot threads so it, it feels like the the movie just kind of stops in the middle of it and i didn't really laugh at any of the comic-con well jokes and, well and i was gonna say it's honestly worth noting too it's the, the only... exact same ending it's just the exact same third but, but act I, I, I think thing the thing is, trying to get yes, the bear but i at least I, like <laughs> the setting more is what i'm getting mm-hmm. at i did like the jo- joke of the the Ninja Turtles all lined up, and then one of them, which is like him and dresses Raphael, <laughs> yeah. just starts moving those hips. Like I thought that was See, pretty funny. I, I, Solid callback like to the that first on movie. Paper, but if but if yeah. but if you're gonna do the like, oh, these characters are identical. Which one's the real one? Like you know, you, you shouldn't do that with characters that have clearly marking that are clearly color coded. So there was another just, red. One. Like you, yeah, there was only yeah. two was red there? ones of the five. Oh, I thought they, I thought they had yeah. all. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, uh, they had the four and then I didn't notice so the just, other one. So just that's to clarify, plot for people before we go off the rails again, uh, they are at Comic Con. Donnie, because of like he is working with the president of Hasbro to try to you know steal Ted, cut him open, and make like an, a bunch of Ted so they can make a lot of money, and so he can yeah. get a Ted. Uh, they kidnap him. They're about to cut him open, but then uh, tipped off by Patrick Warburton and his boyfriend. Uh, uh, Amanda Seyfried and Mark Wahlberg find him. The Hasbro guy leaves. They beat up Donnie. And then uh, while they're trying to leave, Donnie, uh, he snips like a hanging display of the USS Enterprise, which hit uh, is about to hit Ted. Mark Wahlberg jumps in the way. It hits him instead. Uh, he gets knocked over that and like on a, dis- a display falls on him and he's in pretty serious condition. Uh, and then they take him to the hospital. Yeah, I was going to say, to be fair, that is that right. is a it's a big hit. Like we watched it. And I was like, yeah. damn, he's just dead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I honestly thought he was going to be dead. I, and it's a good twist at the. I, I, I also feel like um, this movie is forgetting the very important plot point uh, from the first movie that, like, oh, hey, Ted literally died and came back to life. Yeah. So, like, why is yeah. this an issue? Like, he literally is like, this is his second time on Earth. Like, what? What? Uh, eh. Yeah, but I, I think, I think the assumption is that that was like a one or. Like, okay, like, they, they, I, I guess that's fair, yeah. like a one-time thing, and then, like, I don't think they're assuming, like, oh, I just have the power to bring him back to life, you know? Sure, sure. Yeah. It's not like there are any rules to this shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so, yeah. Oh, I forget, we also forgot to mention, this is, this is a train wreck, but so is the movie. Uh, the plot summary <laughs> Yeah, I think it's suiting. Yeah. Our I think conversation yeah. is as scattered and aimless and nonsense. As the film. As yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a meta structure commentary. of the film, for sure. <laughs> they, they, Ted and, uh, no, sorry, us, um, Amanda Seyfried and Mark Wahlberg, like, hook up, what is it, in the weed field, um, because, you yeah, know, she, gotta have a love Because she, she sings a song and all the animals come to her, which is like a, you know, just a, an animated comedy beat, I guess. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't Although, quite, yeah. doesn't quite yeah. work she's as well good, in live action, in my opinion. She's a good singer. Opinion. Like, she has a lot of vibrato, yeah, which singer. I forgot about from Les Mis, but she's a solid Yeah, she singer. is a good singer. Yeah. For sure. I, I, I wanted to also say that you, you mentioned that it doesn't work as well in live action. A lot of the physical comedy just doesn't work as well in yeah, live action. Like, with that. Family Guy's, 
that family that's guy, an issue with both movies though that's not uh, yeah <laughs> yeah family guy well like with family guy it has this really crude animation style and you know that gets made fun of a lot but it, it works really well for physical comedy since it's so like jolting and abrupt also you know yeah. you know what else yeah. is something family guy has that really works to its advantage with an american dad with its physical comedy i i feel like something we've never really brought up before is that like when, when it comes to like peter punching someone in the face they have really good meaty punchy sound effects that work well and make it like yeah that. like you get a very nice thud sound whereas here you don't really get as good sound design to, uh funnily enough considering the higher budget um yeah yeah like in the first one when they fight uh ted and mark Wahlberg, like you actually it's actually pretty vicious it's, it's like a solid it, fight it, you kind of actually. feel it <laughs> whereas in this one every time you see a punch or a slap or something there is like a more cartoonish uh sound effect that comes with it and it just feels less impactful i guess not that it really matters but there was a bit of weight to that i, fight I do the remember there one. being like a slap or a punch in this that was like very very just like goofy and i and i did remember that it was yeah. a definitely different than that motel fight where i remember watching it and honestly just being impressed by kind yeah, of like the weight yeah. of that fight, I'm like he's fighting it. Yeah, well, he's fighting a little teddy bear, and like and he's tossing around the yeah, room, like and they're taking like, hard furniture hits on and the shit. ground and through glass and <laughs> yeah, breaking ceiling fans, I think. Anyways, um, so yeah, no, uh, let me get a little hospital when... drama ending. Yeah, the hospital drama ending <laughs> um, is that for the tenth genre of the movie. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, T- Ted, what is it, like, uh, you know, Morgan Freeman shows up, and because Ted saved Mark Wahlberg's life at the ending well, of the comedy. No, Mark Wahlberg saved Ted's to, life. We're led to believe that Mark Wahlberg died during, uh, surgery, but, uh, right. he actually made a deal with the doctor to make a funny-ass joke, uh, to pretend like he died. <laughs> Uh, and it, no problem we're a fun hospital i like ted's here. reaction to it one of the f- few jokes i laughed at uh was uh the doctor saying i'm just saying thank you to the doctor we're a fun hospital that, that <laughs> was it's, funny it's so uh, yeah. to, we're a fun hospital yeah. that yeah. got me too the delivery is really good yeah yeah um what is it it's a very peter griffin delivery um and so yeah. they what is it at the end, you know, uh, Morgan Freeman Morgan gives Freeman's the exact like, same argument that Amanda Seyfried did, and then everyone goes, and they oh, win. Right? Yeah, he's yeah. a person, and then yeah. yeah. Well, Morgan Freeman just explained <laughs> it to me, so now I'm gonna listen. Which honestly yeah. would be a funny joke if they were trying to make that joke. They were like, they they yeah, would yeah. they they weren't gonna listen to the that woman in the court, but they will listen to Morgan Freeman explain it to them. But that's not actually the yeah. joke. It's just lazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just laziness. And then Ted and Tammy Lynn get remarried, and uh, yeah, that's the that's the end of the movie. Um, oh yeah, baby. So that was Ted too. Um, uh, I yeah, it was it's okay, a, I guess. I liked it. They also have an end credit I scene with Liam Neeson returning the trick cereal. I'm yeah. just throwing that out there. <laughs> that was cute. That was cute. Um, um so uh i'm just gonna do a quick aside do you all have time for a brief reading series or uh do you all have to get to oh yeah Yeah, do it up yeah Yeah. okay so uh i'm gonna return to what we did in the first ted episode and i'm gonna do a little reading series for us since you know there isn't a ton to talk about with ted too yeah there's (laughs) Um, not a whole lot it's a it's a longer one so Uh, how long are we going like what 58 minutes yeah not a whole lot to talk about. yeah yeah um well most of that was us yelling at each other but anyways you could have made that three hours long honestly yeah if i wasn't yeah anyways ted too um so our our boy uh armand white wrote a pretty long review of ted too and um what is it he uh he 
one thing important thing to contextualize this, and we'll talk about it more in a different episode, but Armand White loved Seth MacFarlane's notorious performance at the Oscars, where he talked about all the times actresses, you know, showed their boobs on um, movies. And anyways, uh, so uh, he reviewed Ted 2 with the log line, since he didn't like Ted 2, but he loved that performance, and he called it as Seth MacFarlane's unfulfilled promise. Uh, okay, so, and I'll probably only read just a little bit of this since it's a very long review, but I'll just say, when comedian Seth MacFarlane hosted the Academy Awards in 2013, he bit the hand that feeds him, getting under the skin of Hollywood liberals who had thought themselves broad-minded until their own insincerity, duplicity, and feigned high standards became the object of ridicule. McFarlane's ideas to hire the Los Angeles Gay Men's Chorus to sing a song critiquing Hollywood's heterosexual exploitation was incisive, double-edged mockery using political correctness against itself and outdoing Mel Brooks's bad taste musical finale in Blazing Saddles. Fuck you! <laughs> That's a classic Armand, like, random comparison. Uh, yeah, Seth MacFarlane in this dumbass... I mean, I don't even think he was terrible at the Oscars, but it's, like, better than Blazing Saddles. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Neither Hollywood nor its sycophantic defenders could take it. McFarlane was attacked by the media as if he had committed blasphemy. They got his point. It would have been a triumph if McFarlane, creator of the animated TV series and a family guy and American Dad, had answered his critics with an equally bold and hilarious feature films. Instead, he has revealed Wits End Humor in Ted, A Million Ways to Die in the West, and the new sequel, Ted 2, about a foul-mouthed, libidinous teddy bear. When the stuffed animal sues for personhood, McFarlane ridicules the current mania for identity politics, a jape about Hollywood pandering. Wait, for a second there, I thought it was like, is Armand White going to start defending furries and being like, how dare you mock furries? Like, I thought that was how it read for a second. No. Uh, okay, so... And he, he continues, um, you know, he talks about how, uh, what is it, you know, how Ted 2 has all of these, like, he, he takes very weird things to, um, you know, pick on. And skipping a paragraph, he says, but in Ted 2, the photographic realism of the teddy bear's marriages to Boston floozy Tammy Lynn and his best bud friendship with Dimwit John lacks even the imaginative buoyancy of Pixar's Inside Out. McFarlane's humor is essentially stand-up comedy with visual accompaniment. That's actually pretty sharp. That's yeah. actually, Honestly. That's actually, yeah, that's actually pretty correct. Um, what is it? Uh, he says in a parenthetical, McFarlane himself voices Ted using the same blowhard honk he used for Family Guy's Peter Griffin. Mm. He's not wrong, yeah. Any expectation that Ted's legalistic bid for human status will provide a coherent illustration of the foibles associated with social, scare quotes, progress is dashed when McFarlane's reverts to an unbelievable hell's a pop in narration. As one over-the-top skit follows another, McFarlane loses his political point. Yeah. <laughs> not did he have correct. one? Yeah. Did, well, did he even... Have, well... I mean, he had a political point that, like, civil rights are good broadly, but, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we, if I can skip a bit, um, what is it? Uh, yeah, he's, he says later in the review that on TV, 
McFarlane is a wizard of the blackout skit, cutting to crazily unexpected, sometimes wildly literal illustrations of a character's throwaway gags. Here, after a joke about John's porn habits, McFarlane cuts to surreal scenes of John and Ted destroying his laptop. The dirty jokes in the marijuana, courtroom, chase scene, celebrity, and gay jokes get away of political humor. In a sense, this demonstrates the problem with current political comedy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. He's doing the exact same thing as Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Oh, man, no. Um, And then he... And I'll do one more paragraph where he complains about the liberals. Um... What is it? And he says, unlike those post-National Lampoon clowns from Saturday Night Live to Comedy Central, whose sense of bourgeois privilege finds safety and acclaim in predictable political bias. Damn, he's kind of going off. <laughs> he's kind of going off, though. Yeah, he's he's low-key low reading on the pill. Yeah, he is low-key snapping here. Damn, I thought he was going to be, like, smoking crack, but this is one of Armand White's, like, good reviews. Um... It says, McFarlane inspires hope for a rhetorical balancing act that David Letterman, Lewis Black, John Stewart, and Conan O'Brien all fail to achieve as they twist political humor into partisan diatribe. Yet Ted 2's stream-of-consciousness storyline doesn't sustain the film satire consistently enough to make McFarlane's pandemonium matter. Okay, I'm done with this. This is actually just kind of correct. No, what the fuck? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. No, um, I, I, yeah, huh. So I guess Armand White has a decent reading on Ted too. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't even know exactly what his what his point was. So he was saying that it doesn't it doesn't make its political point hard enough, or he's not yeah he's not trying to make a political point as much as all the other bad comedians are, but his comedy just also isn't good. Is that all he's saying? I, I think he's saying <laughs> that he's a better political satirist than like late night talk show host but he's not trying hard enough in this movie yeah he's doing too okay. much hijinks and when he wants more that's kind of, I mean, isn't I, that kind of what we said yeah, actually because earlier we were wrong, like he actually yeah yeah, yeah. i he didn't would want be more a good politics. critic but yeah not he's not funny unfortunately a lot yeah. of the time yeah so, i didn't want more politics movies. out of there well, has, to be fair unfortunately this is the last seth mcfarland movie and probably yeah. oh was it yeah no he is yeah i mean he's worked on plenty of tv stuff but this is the last time they've worked it was was in the West uh, after this, this or before? No, this? before? It was. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it, it okay. was Ted 2013, uh, the the Western, the Western one like 2014, 20. and then yeah. this 2015. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. No. And then he gave up. So, yeah. Damn. Well, no, Armand kind of snapped on uh, the the Star Trek parody thing. That was. His oh thing. right, I forgot he had that going. Yeah. Yeah. Which I heard is good, but I I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I've heard it's good. I've heard it's better. I've heard. I've heard it's better than current. More that it's good. Yeah. More, the main yeah, thing I've yeah. heard is that it is, I don't know if it's good or not, but that it is better than the current tar- Star Trek show. Yeah, that's, I've definitely heard that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what we learned today, um, Ted 2, not a very good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say I actually did appreciate the joke about the strains of weed that are just like, I want to go home. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, there good. was some fucking funny ass weed in this shit. Yeah, but what was what was kind of weird, though, was that a lot of the even like the decent jokes were just like repeated jokes from the first one. Like, yeah, they even repeat the like your promoted thing with the grocery store guy, which I do like in the first one, but yeah. they just do the same, the exact same. Yeah, there's joke. The, there's there's, there's no update on it. On it. It's enough. literally just the exact same scene. But then also that uh, strain of weed one in the first one, they have uh, that this one's called mind rape, and then there were, and then there was another <laughs> one called I can't even remember what they were called. It's actually pretty mellow. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> Doesn't so sound right. 
So are you guys saying this is some kind of like lazy comedy sequel? Because that that we're 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 coming out with with Absolutely. the hard line position of studio polished studio comedy sequels, not good. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, it's bold. I'll give you that. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like I feel That's like what we do here. I might it so, might be because there might be genres I'm not familiar with. We're getting comedies we're getting generally have the, and brave on this show. Co- comedies have the right. have the hardest time making good sequels out of any genre. I feel like yeah. Because it's just like, oh. It's true. Because, like, I think other sequels can rely on, oh, we're expanding the story. Whereas this, it's like, you have to tell new jokes, but that also feel faithful to the, to the old jokes. Right. Oh. Exactly. I, I want to say, uh, you know who agrees with me that the best joke in the movie is the 9-11 uh, Robin Williams bit? Armand, Armand White. Oh, he said at the end that it's one of the best bits in the movie, and he's right. Confirmed. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the few <laughs> ones that made us laugh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Um... So yeah, no, um, and I, I guess that's gonna about do it for our yeah, in-depth no. analysis of Ted Two. And now um, we never have fun. to talk. And now we never have to talk about Ted again, unless if we do a commentary for some reason. Yeah, um, yeah. which yeah, we might. I don't yeah. think I'm Thanks ever gonna watch them again. Um, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That, that was just fun. You were a great. Yeah, blast. Um, yeah, Got a blast. fun for our first crossover. Um, yeah, no. Uh, so folks, uh, check out Josh and Jamie's podcast, Sleezoids, uh, especially the episode that I'm on, um, <laughs> where we, we talk about way less important movies than uh, Ted and Ted Two. We talk about some little-known Asian <laughs> movies that uh, no one cares about. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, Josh and Jamie, do you have anything to plug um, besides the pod? No, I'd, I'd say uh, we're just about gearing up for. I don't know when this is going up, but if we're in October, we are. Nice. We are uh, in the thick of Spooktober over on our podcast where we do nothing but uh, trashy horror films for the entire month. And uh, oh, yeah. by the time like you guys time. will listen to this, our episode with uh, Will Meneker of Chapel Trap House where we just did uh, Ooh, Psycho 2 fun. and Exorcist 3 Ooh. as a pairing. Yeah, Those are both which very is great. interesting sequels that I've heard good things about. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, like late good. sequels they're really like good. 15 and 20 years later. Um, but we had a blast talking with him about those and the whole month is going to be nothing but um fun horror movie double horrors that we're we're gonna have some some laughs about too i think we're gonna finally do the the curse of michael myers halloween one as well we're gonna do some some yeah four five and six hackers hackers i heard some of those are actually better (laughs) than they sound but i thought that i haven't seen any i the only how i have not seen any halloween movies beyond the original we we Um, enjoy it but we 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 love the trash so if you guys like yeah garbage genre movies to also good genre movies like what spencer brought on uh we yeah we talk about them all we go dumpster diving every week by the way um patrons this doesn't really count for this episode but hey uh thank you for being a patron and uh if you see us upload no it does count this is a patron episode episode. yeah i know i'm saying i'm thanking them oh i thought i thought this was was a patron episode it is yeah that's what we're saying that's what i'm saying i'm thanking them and uh if if you see us uh, upload the episode on uh, make a regular episode on Twitter or something. Please retweet it because we need all the support we can get. Um, yeah, give us five stars on iTunes, like uh, yeah, um, oh. and give us good reviews. Not... Uh, it helps people discover the podcast. Yeah, that's uh, the main thing we want. We want we want to help get the brand out. Um, yeah, and also money. Yeah. We like money. And um, <laughs> yeah, well that too. But you know, you're already giving us money, so it'd be rude to ask for more money. Yeah, yeah, bump yeah. up to ten. We have yeah, to bump up to ten so you can. Uh, yeah. We can do more uh, patron casts um, and uh, listen to, you know, listen to the Without a Paddle episode if you haven't already. And um, so look forward fun. to, look forward to. Oh my God, that what, sounds awesome. Look forward to what we have coming up next. 
Um, yeah. All right. Yeah. I think that's going to do it. Josh, Jamie, thanks for coming on. Uh, this was a blast. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And uh, sorry we made you watch Ted and Ted 2. See ya. <laughs> it's okay. You are forgiven. Bye.